0: Welcome to At the Whiteboard with Ruth and Nicole, the podcast for people who want to crush it at work. Each week, we'll talk about the latest tips, trends, and tricks to help you love your job and to help your boss love you too. It's like having a personal coach whispering advice into your ear, but without the whispering. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. And we're live. (laughs) I wasn't prepared. I was fixing my part. I know.
1: I'm having hair issues today, but I'm just going to let it be. We don't care. I totally don't care about how I looked in my sweater last time at all.
0: (laughs) Or me in my ponytail because I'm on puppy maternity leave, and I, at that point, couldn't even take time for a shower. And I thought, I'm going to be bold. We're going to practice what we preach and put ourselves out there and not be all fussy about. I know. It's hard not to be fussy.
1: Mm -hmm. I look at all the other social media people and they're in
0: oh because it's so realistic nicole yeah but they look so pretty in their videos they're not realistic (laughs) yeah this is us guys there's no filter
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're like yeah we know we We can tell no (laughs) one even questioned whether there was a filter or not
0: that's funny
1: (laughs) It, it isn't it isn't
0: it isn't why are we here today nicole
1: so today, speaking of puppy mat leave, which we have to give a better name. Puppy puppin Papernity Pu- leave. Yeah. Can I show my puppy on the camera? Yeah, show your puppy on your camera, but we can't call it puppy mat leave.
0: No. This is Hello Daisy. This is Daisy. Hello. Daisy, look at the camera. Hi she can't she's, she's looking at her. Daisy into Cocoa. is an Australian cobber dog. For those of you who may be asking what she is. And it's its own breed. It's not a designer or a crossbreed or any of those things. It's a a dog that's bred to be a companionship and therapy dog. And she's 12 weeks old today. And she's very tired. And when she barks like this, Tew, Yeah. Tew, I Tew. think she might be the smartest puppy there is. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Okay, back to bed. Go to your spot. Go to your spot. And she knows what that is. She's so smart. She All right. Oh, I'm she's done. sleeping. She's good. I'm done.
1: <laughs> oh it's funny so today can I read the quote I found read the quote that you found what what are we talking about first we're talking about the impacts of going back to work after maternity leave mm-hmm. um the the gender differences just the whole concept not mm-hmm. You know, we might get into some of just the general work challenges Mm -hmm. of going back to work. But really, we want to kind of focus on how are how are women handling this return to work scenario where there might be bias against them because of their leave?
0: Yeah. And um, we are. Well, we don't mean to exclude men because men take parental leave as well. Yes, and, and we can talk about a little we'll bit about, about that, that too. We are focused more on women because of whiteboard, whiteboard women, women, and that's and this is one of the topics. But um, so I was looking for um, some information online and doing some research, and I found this quote, and I read it to you last week when we were doing our prep work, and you really had a good chuckle over this. So I don't
1: thing. remember it, so I'm I'm waiting
0: okay. for the. I'm going to read it ensue. in the voice that I think it should be read in. Okay. So this is and this is talking about um, your prep for going on maternity leave. So, when you go on maternity leave, you enter a period where you're immersed in transformation. Your new baby is learning how to breathe outside the womb, connecting with you emotionally while relying on you for basic survival needs. Meanwhile, back at the office, (coughs) Work moves forward. Jerry is still (laughs) eating stinky tuna sandwiches. Sorry. Meanwhile, back at the office, work moves forward as your employer and colleagues anxiously await your return. (laughs) Your employer and colleagues anxiously await your return.
1: I mean, they might be. Uh, They might be. How many organizations have I heard of recently? I mean, back in. Back in my day. In your day. In my day. <laughs> back in my heyday. I mean, someone went on mat leave, and we hired someone to replace them, and that person replaced them while they were on mat leave, and then when they came back, that person left. Yeah. End of story. There was mm. full coverage. But I'm hearing that that's, not, that's mm-hmm. not really the case. People are taking the... uh Employers might be taking the opportunity of a mat leave as some... Salary savings.
0: Yeah. And so, and I think it depends on where it is. So for instance, Mm -hmm. I know my friend who's a physiotherapist in the healthcare system here in Toronto. um, Mat leaves are covered. And they they do that exactly. So so so-and-so goes on mat leave. We have somebody to backfill that mat leave because it is a critical care, healthcare thing. I I just think some
1: organizations are now asking Jerry... Can you please fill in while Nicole's on that
0: leave? Yeah. Can you just cover her load? The the initial piece or the critical pieces or whatever, and we'll figure it out. And part of that is because at least in some organizations, the company is still required to pay for your benefits while you're off. Yeah. So you go and take a year off. And for our friends who are um, maybe listening outside of Canada, it's standard to take a year in Canada. Um, and the company says, okay, I don't have to pay your salary because that's covered from another yeah, yeah. pool of money, but I do have to pay your benefits still, like you're still working for me. So my department still has Nicole's benefits, and if I bring somebody in to backfill you, I have their salary and their benefits. So there's so I have no money. It's plumped up. Yeah. So uh, backfilling you costs more than just what your paid salaries and benefits. Fair game. And so a lot of organizations are saying no, we're not going to backfill, we're going to parse the work out to different people, or we're going to take this opportunity to do some transformation. Now, there's some legality that says that oh, you, yeah. Nicole, are entitled to a job when you get back. Oh, yeah. So they have to be careful how they do it. But it's no longer true that you, um, at least I don't believe it is, that you uh, come, come back and expect to do the exact <clears throat> same thing. I
1: know. You, like you could have a meeting. different portfolio, different yeah. tasks. maybe Different, different- boss, different boss all kinds of things that are
0: yeah you're guaranteed a job and it can't be so different Um, for instance it can't be so different that you're not skilled to do it right It can't be putting you at a disadvantage but you know if you are a project manager in a certain field there is no reason you can't be a project manager in a different organization and so that can happen while you're gone so this uh, this notion of anxiously awaiting <coughs> your return, some people somewhere could be because they miss you and all that. I, have, I would like to know if our listeners can give some examples of some companies that are preparing for your return and they are planning, you know, how are we going to integrate Nicole back in to the fold? What's changed in the last time? Because I think it's pretty shotgun in most places. I'm oh, sure bet. there are exceptions.
1: I bet. I bet, and it, I think it was most fascinating to me. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a lawyer, and in that case, uh, Matt leave is very different when you come back. It means you may not have the same caseload that you once did, access to the high profile cases. It's like okay. a completely new environment. It's like walking back in like a rookie. Yeah,
0: and this is why
1: <coughs> it came. You're Pardon me over that
0: cough. No, nope. I still like have it. Sorry, weeks. everybody. That's okay. Do you want water? <coughs> no. <laughs> um, this is why this came up for us because we've been, um, working on launching our whiteboard women, uh, community. And we talk a lot about things that women have to deal with that most of the time men don't have to, or it's different, or we just want to focus on women because yeah. we're women and because you were on mat leave as well yeah. last year. And so it's, it's fresh for you yeah. from that perspective. And it's fresh from me, for me Almost as the employer, even yeah. though I'm not your employer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I represented the company while you were on Absolutely. So it's sort of top of mind and we are lucky, I think, that at least I don't think it, it did impact who, uh, what you do and all that. You, you're doing the same thing <coughs> and you're able to advance and grow the company because we are the company. But a lot of people don't have that and they are held back.
1: Well, and I remember my friend, the lawyer, saying to me, so she's like, so I come back after Matt leave, and now suddenly my peer, who we were at the same level, came into the company, into the firm at the same time, now has one year up on me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I lost a whole year of seniority, and is that, is that fair? Is that, yeah. is that just reality and a, I struggle with that myself. I mean, it seems so unfair, but at the same time, time that, is time and time well, goes on. And that
0: person put in a, a year <coughs> and you weren't there to put in that year and grow or experience. I think there's another element over and above it. I wish I had. I'm going to pause
1: because I have to cough again. Okay. I'm going to do a quick pause, everybody.
0: And we're back. back I had again. a little coughing fit, but yeah. I'm back. All right. Um, I don't even remember what we were talking Oh, my article that I was going to mention. Yes. Um, and I wish that I had remembered to research it or bring it up so we... I'll find it. Um, there was a study that showed that um, women who are off for like a year, they actually lose more than a year um, in terms of promotional opportunity or growth or advancement. It's more than a year. It's, wow. it's And I. it doesn't go to say why that is. I sometimes suspect, especially in... In old school style organizations or companies, we often include um, manufacturing or finance and banking, yeah. maybe even law, I don't know. Um, there's a an aura or a perception. And there's even a perception that while you're pregnant, you're not really here. Yeah. You know, not I fully. certainly
1: didn't feel fully there. Well, <laughs> I felt like I was going to die. <laughs>
0: you, had, you had some health concerns too. <laughs> Um, but there's a a stigma, I guess, that is, so there is the reality, like you say, of you literally weren't there. Okay. And that's reality and that's, but there's a stigma
1: as well. For sure. That, okay, now, even that you're back, you're never going to be at the same capacity again. Yeah. And no matter, I don't know, no matter how amazing your partner is and how you move, it's just different. There is a whole other thing to be dealt with that you previously didn't have to deal with.
0: And some organizations are great at dealing with that and some are not.
1: Um, I think another interesting stigma is the, or are they going to get pregnant again? Oh, yes. Are they going to now just go away again? How long do we even have this person back
0: for, right? My, um, my friend, (laughs) uh, this is years ago. So this would have been in the nineties. She had, two children, two, one, two, and they were separated, I don't know, I'm going to say two or three years, I'm not quite sure, and her boss called her an effing baby machine. And why am I going to promote you? You're an effing baby machine. Two children. So, imagine if that's your choice to have three, four, five, I don't care, pick a number. Um, So, there is... If I if I put my old director hat on, there is a struggle that the employer has with how am I going to get the work done that needs to be needs to be done because there is a lot and sadly no you have to leave at 5 now because you have to get to daycare to pick up your child before right. 6. And no, you can't stay for the uh networking event that night, so you're not getting to meet the new partners or whomever. And no, you can't be on a conference call Saturday afternoon because whatever. Yeah. And does that mean you're not dedicated? No, as a as a an employer, how am I still getting the work done? So it's a really interesting, interesting dynamic that I I can see both sides of. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And Although I mean, I'm I know. A parent, so. I mean, I think
1: the biggest thing is that setting of expectations, right? Yes. Like this is. This is now what I have to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that, I, I mean, to be 100% honest, after being a mom, my ability to complete some task in a short period of time is amazing, mm. right? There is no more, well, I'll procrastinate and I'll do it later tonight or I'll do it no, on the because weekend. because
0: Lillian is right there looking at you going, mom, <clears throat> Mommy, outside. Yes. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so there is this ability I now have that I don't think I had before is to just sit down and create an incredible amount of work in a short period of time because there is no other time to do it Mm -hmm. um I think probably one of the biggest things um that people that mom's returning to work or parents returning to work after a leave is to just set those boundaries
0: yeah
1: right here here is when I have care here are the arrangements I have um, if something can't get done, here's how I plan to achieve it, right? And I think with that in mind, it, it should be doable. But I mean, I hearing well, my friend in the legal firm, she's just like, well, it's just not going to happen. I work till eleven every day. Explain to me how how I would have a baby and when exactly that child gets looked after by me and not by someone else mm-hmm. when I work till eleven every day.
0: And if you do, if you Google. Um a template, like a return to work template after maternity leave. And if you Google that, most of what I saw that came up was American. And I know it's very different in shorter timelines yeah. there. But it's a template of said, this is when I will be back. These are the hours I can work and this is what I can do. And I thought, wow, I like the idea of, of like you say, being clear about that stuff, but I sure hope you're not gonna just send that letter. Here's what I can do. I think there's yeah. there needs to be a, a discussion. Yeah, this is my situation right now.
1: And how I think can that's I hard. still
0: be productive? And how can we yeah. figure this out together? And it was
1: very hard coming back, and like I couldn't get my brain into a flip focus. Right at that mm-hmm. six month mark, I was like, I
0: well, imagine if you I, were six weeks.
1: Uh, now that's even something. I I don't know even whether that makes it easier because it's like okay I, I had it I'm done and now I'm back at work I, I didn't but by six months I remember just going I I don't know what I'm doing here mm-hmm. I I don't know what I should be doing something doesn't feel right I I don't know how to do work I don't know how to prioritize work over this all of a sudden it was a very strange set of emotions that kind of came over me. And then all my plans for care kind of didn't go as I had planned. I mean, I think for me, what made it very difficult, what made it difficult for us was me not having it planned and set up and talking all the way through of how it was going to go down. Mm -hmm. It was just like one day I was like, oh, this is what's happening. And it's like, oh, that's not going to work. So we had to really, we took a while to work through that. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, it ended up being great. Um, But it was certainly... It wasn't what I expected, mm-hmm. and I think that also was something I had difficulty handling because in my mind, at two months, I was like, guys, this is boring. I can't wait to come back to, right. w- I back to work, Ruth. Like, I'm dead. Like, this is, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But at six months,
0: Completely things different. were
1: just different, and yeah. I was like, I'm not bored. I'm exhausted. I'm just getting into the groove of things. Uh, now I'm not ready yet. This thing has a personality now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, having a plan in place, but also knowing that,
0: well, that's the thing, things might change. And I think that
1: goes both ways, right? For the mom and for the employer, like, okay, this person has a plan and they put it in place, but things could change.
0: Well, this is the thing. Ideally, (laughs) you know, in a unicorn and rainbow world, you would meet with your employer, you know, before you leave and talk about what your intentions are, you know, I intend to come back at this time. Oh, and And, be back at full schedule, 100%. Or not even. Or you say, well, you know, life changes. I know this. Uh, My partner can do this or can't do that. So I expect this will be my availability. And um, let's keep in touch. And we would check in, you know. Uh, The employer would check in with the the mother or the person going on sick leave or the person who has to leave, take a leave to take care of sick parents or the father who's taking parental leave, or yeah. whomever, so any kind of leave, and we would keep in touch, and then, you know, a couple months out, we would say, still looking good for this, and this is looking good, and meantime, me back at the office, I would be saying, well, Nicole's coming back on, you know, August 1st, um, let's put back, to let's put together an onboarding package, like, not for a new hire, but What's happened in, since you've been gone? And what do you need to know? And how can we bring her up to speed? What will help her? What expectations are there? She's gonna need every new parent. And needs, the word they're using now is return I love it. Because, you know, if I have a brain on my shoulders, I know that every new parent is gonna need to leave early sometimes, or is gonna need flex work, or is gonna need whatever. So what can I put in place ahead of time? All that's ideal. It still could be that when August 1st comes, something goes bananas. However, if you have had those conversations, at least there's no surprises, or at least you've been staying in touch throughout. Yeah. I just feel like most employers, and I have no stats on this, so I may be generalizing, just say, okay, see you August 1st. And on July 31st, they go, oh, Nicole's coming back tomorrow. But, you know, Bob is at her desk now. Do we have a desk for Nicole? Where is she? I don't know. What is she going to be doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know because Susie quit and, you know, her boss uh, got moved, got promoted and that department closed down while she was gone. And I think yeah. literally, well, I think there's also from the employer perspective and from like an
1: HR and labor relations perspective, like you can't be like calling the person every week of their mat leave. No. and you know, doing whatever. And I think people also want to give people their space and their time and their, what they're allotted and allowed. And
0: ideally before you leave, you'd say, Hey, do you want to have a call at six months? Do you want to, how do you want
1: to keep in touch over this time? Mm -hmm. And again, I bet you that will change because at at one month in I was probably like, yeah, call me every Friday and tell me everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At three months in, I was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I,
0: I stopped understanding adult language. Do you remember before you went off, um, our friend Meredith? Um, we had lunch with her and her business partner, and she said to us both, If I could give you a piece of advice, just don't even talk to each other for at least three months, incommunicado. Just don't, Nicole, you're going to need that time, and Ruth, you should be able to do business without talking to Nicole. So in your head, you're like, I I can talk to Ruth. We do this stuff. And in my head, I'm like, I can't go for three months without talking to Nicole. And in fact, that is what we ended up having to do. And for the first three months when you were like, oh, just check in with me. Let's go over and come in. Yeah. And it died. We couldn't do that. It wasn't realistic.
1: I mean, there was other, like I was traveling a lot. There was a lot of things. And then at some point I was so disconnected with what was happening. Yeah. I had no idea, and I'd, I'd remember, like, even as I started coming back in September, yeah. Yeah. and I was kind of, uh, you know, working my way back to full-time, there was times where I just had, I had no idea. I did yeah. not know how to, it's like I forgot to read. <laughs> I didn't know how to read. I didn't know how to understand. That took a long time for me to finally get
0: mm-hmm.
1: clarity and understanding and be be all in.
0: Clarity clarity
1: i need clarity I need from you i need clarity and in the windmill feelings this is actually like rest-
0: reference we will not yeah, go down road. i'm hole. not going down that road.
1: i have never watched that show it's so fickle yeah um mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i think what would you do what would you do to design a returnship program mm. for someone who had been on leave Matt, leave or otherwise well i'm going to have to think about also
1: The kind of return to work that you would want as someone returning to work after a leave versus the type of return that I would want. That's why
0: I was asking as a mom, (laughs) what would you design?
1: Well, I would say it can't be a be-all and end-all for all moms, all people. For sure. You would have to, I think. That's why I want to know In an ideal place, it would be a specialized thing for that person. Yes. So you knowing me, uh, and especially after mat leave, there's no way I'm reading some 300 pages of a Absolutely document not, not happening mm-hmm. um but would it be like some kind of overarching things of what's happening some key deadlines key expectations from me um things uh you know for me at the beginning working on um getting childcare as i didn't have it kind of full time right from the get go it was all about scheduling so for me i needed to know what dates did i need to plan in advance to get care And what care did it have to be? Um, If I was... If my um, parents were watching Lillian, did that mean I had to actually drop her off the night before and pick her up the night after? Like, there Mm -hmm. was so much logistics working Mm -hmm. in that time Mm -hmm. that that's probably, I think, dates, deadlines, and, like, you know, in a light, high-level summary would have been what um, I would want as someone
0: coming back. And I think you could... First of all, I think most companies wouldn't even give you that flexibility. They would say, oh, sorry, no. you're coming back August 1st. You need your child care in. in right? Oh, 100%. I mean, that was. That. However, the theme is important still. And
1: if you're. So. Well, because things could still fall through. Right. Even if. Even if I had different plans, things could still have gone wrong. Sure. Um. So you you may need to have a plan A, B, and C and be ready to backfall yeah. into all of those.
0: And I would like to think that HR organizations would have that. Let's say, you know, uh, somebody has their child, child care all organized and then the child care center closes the week before they come. There has to be a way to extend that leave and until you can take care of it, sure. that sort of thing. But when you come back, I I think that those themes are important. Um, you need to give that person as much detail as that person would use. I would like to read all the documents. You don't want to read all the documents. So that's where you have to, I think, as an employer. You have to know. Know your person. You need to make them available and not required to read. So here's all this stuff if you want to read it. The critical stuff, you do have to read. Sorry. You know, here's the high-level themes, Ruth, that you do need to just understand at a high level because it doesn't exist in detail. So then I'm like, ah, just having to deal with high level. And Nicole, here's the stuff that you do need to read. But, you know, so what's the background information? What format would you like it in? And then um, some consideration for uh, what you need from the company. So do you need flex time? Do you need um, what schedule do you need to know? Those sorts of things. And then the company also needs to say, here's what I need. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what I
1: mean is is that that, those clear expectations to have have that. And I think that would have been, that would be something that I would be looking for. Like, okay, I can barely get my life together right now and all of this is so overwhelming. Like, direct me to the must-do, the Mm must-haves, and let me focus all my energy on that. And then I can start to learn how to multitask again and how to...
0: So what happens if, <laughs> let's say, um, somebody comes back from a leave, any kind of leave, and they just can't. like they? So the, the employer is, has done all these things to try to be flexible, and at the end of the day, you simply can't. You're showing that you can't get the work done. Uh, it's yeah. not for lack of wanting to do it. It's just that your life is such now that it doesn't fit the requirements of that job. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why 43% yes. of highly qualified women voluntarily, voluntarily leave the workforce after having children. Isn't that incredible? And it says men, in comparison, leave at a rate of 24%. So wh-
0: I want to know the difference there, because as far as I can tell, you know, on the surface, again, not being a mom, you're both parents. So the only difference here is gender. <laughs> yeah. So... Why is that? I, I, I mean... Is it because, as my mom says, doesn't matter about equality, dear. It always comes down to the woman. Which I really want to leave out of this conversation because it's, it's not okay today to say that anymore. It's not. And if I
1: look at even the most amazing couples and relationships I know with children... Moms still tend to cover whether it's 1% more or 50%. Do you know what I mean? There's always just a little bit more. I don't know if yeah. it's because that thing comes out of you or what. Mm-hmm. That there is just one inch more that's always done. Or mm-hmm. is that just our gender-constructed society? I don't know. Right? And and I
0: think in, in if you were talking about a government position the government would be required to accommodate you and make whatever accommodations are required for you to do that job if you were finding that you couldn't do that or to put you in a job that was more suited or whatever. But I wonder about like super duper legal legal companies, like you talk about high powered law firms or um, investment firms or I don't know, pick something that's really, you know, I mean, advertising. I think, I think
1: they're for a brief period of time, You have just shifted your priorities from 100% work, and if you didn't have kids before, 100%, you and your husband, just loving life, like everything's cool. And then you go into this phase of 100% this baby, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then you're expected to flip right back to back at work, and it's just not the same. Even if you want it to be, even if you don't have those intentions, somehow it's just hard to, like, rebalance
0: it. Somehow everything in your brain has changed. Yeah. Do you remember that episode of Sex and the City where Miranda had a baby and she tried to go back to her legal firm? Yes. And it was just, she had every intention, refused to be thought of as any different. Yeah. And it was still different. Mm-hmm. And I, I think
1: that's just a... I don't know. It's a... It's a difficult thing i have I am now back into work mode, and that is I feel normal again. Mm-hmm. I feel normal again in that regard, and I've got my care sorted out, and everything is hunky- dory, so I feel good, but that's taken sixteen months to get there right
0: so if we look know. at if we look at the issue of returnship, you yep. know coming back getting as one thing companies certainly could do better to help prepare to be more intentional that sort of thing now let's away from that get to the stigma of like you said women what if you go and have another baby I don't want to promote you because you are a a young mom you've already had your baby and come back and you're a young mom and I don't know there's still that am I going to promote you because you might have another baby Uh, Or you're a young woman and you just got married. And, oh, you know, there's that thought. There's a lot of people, by the way, who don't want to have children. Oh, for sure. (laughs) You know. Mm. Hello. Um, Hello. (laughs) Hello. Um, So, but we women are still painted with that same brush of fertility that's going to, you know, hold us back from our career simply because we're women. And having a family may get in the way. What can organizations do about that?
1: <laughs> You've rendered Nothing. me speechless. I mean, I guess open the conversations, yeah. have the conversations, say the hard things. Yeah. Like, as an employer, this is how I feel. This is how it's affecting me. You know, how, how do I deal with this? Knowing that I value this employee. I yeah. value what they do. But at the end of the day... Mm-hmm. I, th- I still need to get this work done. I I, I, think, I, I think plans and flexibility and um, new ways of doing work are the way oh, yeah. right now that I think we can start to handle that, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I think of some of the unique ways that I was able to do work um, while I was still at home or while I had family issues or whatever and still get work done. One was... Um, using the uh, working ensemble Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, which is an amazing place here in Toronto uh, which is a co-working space with a daycare in the um, basement Um, I think that was such an amazing solution for me as I was transitioning back Mm -hmm. um, and might be a solution for someone who's struggling with care struggling with whatever it was a great way for me to get back in work mode yeah Um, And I had, you know, these little short bursts of three hours, had to work, get it done, and then I had to, you know, pack up and go back to the mom day. So I think that was, uh, you know, searching for these different solutions and then doing a lot of my work on those days by telecommute because you had to stay in the co-working space. Um, so really leveraging all of those tools, like... Tools
0: and technology. And it's working more and more for some organizations. Some still require you to be face-to-face, which is a challenge. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think finally we're
1: getting there. Mm-hmm. We're finally getting to this place where flexible working hours. So maybe it was, I did what I needed to do, and then once I put Lily down, I was able to do some more
0: work. Um, which would not work, for instance, if you were uh, a doctor... And going back, you can't work from a flexible working location. You have to work in the office or the hospital. Yeah. That doesn't work. So yep. I think it, it's very um, dependent on the line of work that For you sure. do. Um, you know, some stuff can be done telecommute, some can't, in which case you've got different struggles. So we've got these, you know, and when we write up the blog of this, we'll have lots of tips that we've researched or that you've experienced mm-hmm. On dealing with that post maternity leave returnship, yeah. um, and then as an organization, no matter what the organization, it's I think being intentional about not just dealing with leaves as they happen, uh, you know, ad hoc, but being intentional. Here's how we handle leaves. Here's how we prepare for leaves. Here's how we prepare prepare for the returnship. Yeah, and this is how our culture no longer tolerates. Discrimination as a result uh, it yeah. related to people having children or not, yeah, which is just part of the overall picture of discrimination and i mean let 's talk about part of that that
1: the the types of things in culture that I see um, and you know in office worlds is things like oh you know there 's a teleconference all of a sudden at six thirty p m well, in a culture that wants to support and continue to promote and uh, remove that bias from uh women and and you know women who are having families and all of those things you know as a culture we don't we don't, we don't do, do that. that right uh if we have an emergency teleconference, it happens after eight p m or something like that mm-hmm. to help young families deal with these mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. Uh, and you know it, to me it's like it, it's the organization also setting boundaries on what they push their employees to do so that at no point does anyone rearing a family have to feel the effects of, oh, well, I guess if you have to go for daycare pickup, I guess, I guess you can't be in on this super great teleconference, right? so we'll send Daryl in instead.
0: Exactly. I heard somebody once, and it was a woman, so I was very surprised. Um, I think it was in one of the courses I was teaching, and one of the attendees asked, uh, we had a panel of um, managers come in, asked the manager how they handle work-life balance. And the woman, the the female manager, said, I don't believe in the term work life balance. I call it work life I think she called it merging or something. And in her way, she said, you know, sometimes I have to leave at three o'clock so I can get to my son's soccer game or dance recital or whatever. But um I know that I'll just have to work on Saturday to make up for that. And I thought they, some people were really impressed with that. So you now you're freer to manage your time and merge it. But I don't think that that takes into account a person, not even just a woman, anybody's need to be gone for certain amounts of time and manage their work. I think especially if if you're saying that you can't go because uh, you have to pick your daughter up from daycare. Sorry, you can't have that teleconference. Or sorry, we'll move it to Saturday. Like what's the, I I mean, I think as an
1: organization, culture has to say like, you know, we create a space of balance. So we have working hours, we have opportunities to call in, we have these different opportunities uh, that allow for people to make it to the soccer game, make it to daycare pickup and still manage. I mean, I, I remember when you told me about that original work-life merging thing and it's very interesting Hearing it now, yes, makes a lot more sense to
0: me. Ah, and when I heard it, I thought it was cool, and now I don't. I've changed my mind the other way. That's fascinating, I guess. I mean, I shouldn't say that. To some extent, I do. You have work to do. What do I care when you do it, right? I mean, I think Which this... is fine, as long as it's not that push, push, drive expectation that now you have to spend your whole weekend because you had to take your daughter to the doctor. Right? It's like, get it. It's nice to manage when and how you do your work. Yeah. As long as you do get to spend time with your family and it's not... It's like you're always taking time out of this bank of time. And it's... I feel like maybe I need to move to, you know, Europe where they take the summer off or something. But I feel like if people... Um, can't have that flexibility, and particularly women, can't have that flexibility to look after their kids and still spend the weekend with them. That's hard. And yeah. the, the the thing, like you say, is um, companies who will say, oh, go ahead, we'll just send Daryl. So now Daryl is able to do it, or we'll send Susie, the young woman who doesn't have children. And now that person gets you. Or that's you can't where it go. needs to
1: just be careful, yeah. right? You need to be careful about how you're handling these situations and as an employer, how you are giving flexibility, getting your work done, but not pushing someone away. I mean, I, I will say this over and over again I, I did not understand how busy life could become yeah. after a child. I had. I obviously had ideas, but I, I find no way to um, eloquently put it in words other than like, "Holy shit, mm-hmm. that's different!" Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's just completely different, and it in the most amazing ways and in the hardest ways. And I think, um, as I said, probably one of the best skill sets I've learned now is how to rapidly complete something very efficiently and effectively. Because it's the only time you'll get. Because it's the only way I can do it. There mm-hmm. is no choice anymore. There is no, I have to do it this way, otherwise mm-hmm. it's not going to get done, or I have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that is another um, place. I You know, I was thinking about two things, and one is I think that organizations should talk to um. Uh, people with families, people's returning from maternity leave, people who have returned from maternity leave and get this insight. Yes. Find out I, what
0: works because it's going to be different everywhere.
1: It's going to be different for every employee. It's going to be different for every organization. So really soliciting this insight of like, what do you need? What did you find impairing for you when you returned? What did you find unfair for you when you returned? And start bringing those issues out into the open so you know what
0: they are. And Absolutely. It could be transformational. And it's not gonna be people my age. It's not even gonna be people your age. It's going to be the next generation coming in and how can they transform the stigma and the approach to leaves, particularly in this case, maternity leave for women so that they can start achieving equality in the workplace or at least minimizing the inequality that happens because you take time to be with your baby. Yeah.
1: And I mean, here, like one of the other interesting stats we have here Um, one of the best things that employers can do to help retain that 43 whopping number of women, qualified women who are leaving the workplace,
0: 43%, 43%. Oh, it's so hard to get talent, right?
1: Um, that they saw a 14% point increase in women returning from maternity leave when they introduced coaches. And it was like a coaching program as you came back to work. Uh, I don't believe that it was explicitly peer coaching. It was just, Mm -hmm. I think it might've been external coaches to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I, just in general, having some kind of coaching program. So whether that's coaching from your own manager, from someone external, from someone in HR, from a peer. Yeah, um, I think that would be an amazing supportive way um, to help people returning from leave, talk about the challenges, talk about, yeah. I mean, just exactly what I said, having
0: conversations
1: about these important things. Yes.
0: And what's some really cool way that we can approach this together? That it's, nothing's going to be perfect, but we could try.
1: Yeah. What's
0: going to be new? Like, uh Yeah, I mean, we really, from talking from our perspective, we
1: transformed how we did work when I came back. We did. In a really cool, mm-hmm. unique way that, logically, we should have done a long time ago, yeah. but it was only through this this new challenge of this new balance that we managed to come up with this great new way of doing work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think maybe you know employers and uh, women coming back
0: think about the opportunities. You oh, know, me yeah. I'm such a
1: such An a positive person. penny,
0: but it's true. I mean, well, and how startups change over the years. We're in our eighth year now. And we've changed probably ten thousand times. Yeah. Like we at the beginning we changed every year and then maybe every couple years, but we're constantly having to change and I think organizations should think about yeah. that too. If they're losing forty three percent of their qualified women, then take a look at why. You know, yeah. you're you know, some people are the company could do an amazing job and lots of coaching They're and They're just going to leave. just changed their mind. They just changed their mind. And their, their lives mind. have changed and they've changed their decision. And that's so it cool. was
1: interesting. I mean, like you perceived that I may not want to do this anymore. Yes. And it was so, that was mind blowing for me. It was not like, no, I still want to do this. I don't know how. Yeah. I forgot how to work. I forgot. Yeah. I, I don't know how to make this all work. And that's where we came up with this idea of how we split our work. And that kind of changed everything and gave us this great solution that I think works beautifully. So I mean, to think from an employer perspective, um, maybe it's a matter of how do we shift and change and grow and think of this as an opportunity of how people are gonna do work differently. And what benefits does that bring to the company? Not always thinking about it as a detriment, like you leaving at 4 p.m. every day to go pick up the kid is is detrimental to our business. Instead of saying, yeah. actually, uh, that mom wakes up at uh, 5 a.m. And before her child wakes up, she does this amazing new thing where she scans the news and does X, Y, and Z and prepares a brief yeah. for the organization. And no one was ever doing that before. Right, But now because of the way we've shifted our work or the flexibility we've given her, that
0: is this new idea that sprouted from that and, and been really effective. Oh, yeah. Or um, this new mom can't go to these networking events anymore in the evenings, um, and it's just not realistic. She can't go, but she's really missing out on an opportunity to connect. What are some different things we could do? Not just for her, but for other people to who don't like, don't want to go to that particular event, can we have another event that's Monday afternoons at two o'clock that she could go to and other people like her so that she's not missing out? Sorry, you can't go to that call. We'll put you know Gerald on it. No, is there another call you could? Yes, maybe we do need to put Gerald on that. What other call could you go to instead to have the same exposure and the same chance to participate and share all your great ideas? So yeah. it's it's not, like I like the way you put it. It's not that this new pattern of life for this person is a detriment. It's different, it's new, and it's an opportunity. It, what can yeah. we do with it? yeah, I think that's yeah that's really
1: a fascinating way to think about it, and I think for employers, it's please be patient with this process yeah, right it took it takes a few months to get back into it and mm-hmm. you know talk to your people, make sure they're taken care of, make sure that they're okay because it can be a very, very overwhelming, stressful time mm-hmm. and then once you have it sorted it's yeah. It feels great. I feel great to have my mind back now. I feel
0: great that you have your mind back now.
1: <laughs> right? But, yeah. And, you know, think about those opportunities for how you could change. You know, for us, it was a different division of work, like mm-hmm. a portfolio-style work mm-hmm. that allowed us to not um, not have to be stuck in the same schedule on exactly the same schedule. By splitting our portfolio, it allowed more flexibility yeah for each of us to do work in the ways that we could do them and we had capacity to do. And I think it was an amazing result. Yeah, um,
0: yeah so I think for um, talking about mat leave and um, women at work, there, there are things. Oh. What? I, oh, I, 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 you can carry. I was gonna summarize.
1: Oh, well, I want one more thing okay. I think we should touch on. Yes. So what are you going to do if you find your employer um, your employer, your colleagues are um, are demonstrating bias against you in the selection of work, promotions. How, how can our whiteboard women, mm-hmm. how can we surpass this? So, right, we talked about, oh, if you're a great organization, yeah. have this and have a coach and have this. Okay, that's all fine and dandy. We we're in control of those things. Right. So, well, I walk back into my office, and this is all happening. Mm-hmm. And they're not offering me the flexibility. They're not. They're making Gerald take all my really good yeah. clients.
0: So my answer is it depends. Um, because I think it what it requires is conviction, personal conviction, of. Uh, what the problem is and and it also requires a positive approach on how you'd like to help alleviate that problem and it also requires an organization where you can have uh, open and difficult conversations so <coughs> I I think the only thing that will work in that situation is being able to speak to your boss or to HR or whomever and explain how you're feeling and for that person to be able to listen to you Um, and actually take some action if that's not working. And if you don't know how to do it, you need to know how to be able to have difficult conversations and all of those other great things that we talk about. If you don't want to do it, you don't know how to do it. Um, maybe even just a a couple of tips
1: might be like, you know, our favorite line of, can I tell you something? Can I share something with you? Right. If you're feeling this pressure now that you've come back and you've lost all your best clients, Suddenly Jerry is taking all your Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's taking all your calls. Da 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 da. How can you have a really basic, non-confrontational boss, can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I've come back and this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm feeling like this. Mm-hmm. How can we work together to get there? And I'm not saying that every conversation well, is gonna work great from there, but there is a super simple start.
0: You know, the can it's I gonna tell you something? It's going to go one of two ways. Yeah. It's going to go, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Let's fix it. Or it's going to go, Thanks. Too bad, so sad. Thanks. What's I that appreciate line your feedback. To... <laughs> What's that line that we always used to say? Suck it up, buttercup? Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, that's what it's going to no. be. If that continually happens and there are no other avenues to talk to HR, other mentors, whomever then you're looking at a fit with that. And you either do need, if you have the opportunity to look for a better fit somewhere else, that's what you need to do. Yeah. If you don't, you just have to weigh what you can do and yeah. can you have some influence, baby steps. But here at or there. least start with that one you have to quick be able sentence. To,
1: can I tell you something? Can mm-hmm. I share something with you? This is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Well,
0: that's, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to yeah. say. We've got We've got older... Podcasts on that topic and blogs, yeah. but that is a skill, and that's what I mean—the skill and confidence and conviction in a positive way. <clears throat> excuse me to be able to go, Nicole. Um, can I talk to you for a second? Sure. Um, I just wanted to let you know that since I've been back, I'm happy to be back. I also need to let you know that I'm really uncomfortable about um, A, B, and C. Yeah. I, you know, I have to leave at five to get my daughter on time, and I find the sales call is always scheduled at five thirty. And as a result, I miss it every single time. I feel it's holding me back. And I feel like other people are uh, not happy with my um, performance. And it's really distressing me. And then be quiet and listen to Nicole talk. And she will either say, let's figure it out. Or she will say, sorry, that's what the call has always been at 530. And it always will be. You're the one who chose to have a baby. Yeah. And
1: that's, and and, you know, that, that's, that moves into a more difficult conversation, but at our very basic, that's going to be our,
0: our recommendation
1: is is share your feelings in a, you know, precise, calm, curious, reasonable, uh, you know, way that allows you to share. And, and I would say as an employee, Come with some ideas of how you can do that. What, what's the... Okay, whole sorry,
0: I didn't know. What do you think we should do? You better have an idea. Yeah, right?
1: You know, like, yes, I do pick up at night. How do people feel about an 8 a.m. sales call or a lunchtime sales call? Literally any other hour in the day right. is better than 5.30. And I mean, you've literally given every option there. Yes. Um, I would find it hard to believe that people... Uh, wouldn't be accommodating and again certain industries and things that
0: that that, that's different but that that being able to say can I tell you something is the key and that's why you have to practice it Um, you even if you need to have this conversation I would suggest practicing it with a friend or somebody get them to be hard on you and say what are all the things that your boss could say when you tell them this and make them say all of them and, return, and practice your response. Yeah. I actually did this with a friend of mine. I'm now remembering it
1: from when she yeah. was going back. And yeah. she really wanted to establish this. And she had certain parameters of what she wanted for coming back to work. She was willing to come back early, but it needed to be like this. And we talked it out and hashed it out. And yeah. we talked about how uh, to effectively use language to articulate what she needed in a kind and uh, professional way. Um, and to be prepared for all the possible answers so that she could
0: come back through that. So really just some preparation. We'll include in the blog um, a a recap of, can I tell you something? We'll also include um, our suggested template for either you or your organization on thinking about returnship and what that looks like in a checklist. Maybe so some tools in the blog. Um, Yeah, so what we've talked about, I think we've gone way past our intended time, um, but what we've talked about today then is why is it so hard uh, for both and so hard uh, oh, for both an organization and a new parent? Yep. Um and why is it particularly hard for women? I don't know if we know the why it just is. <laughs> it just seems to be it is. And what some things are that both can do to help prepare uh, and to help make the transition better. And I think what I like the best that we talked about today, I don't know if you would pick out the same nugget, is that idea of shift your frame of mind that it's not a something that's a pain in the ass that you have to deal with it's an opportunity to transform the way we do business and to make it easier for people to stay
1: yeah especially your awesome talent right yeah. if you really want to lose me yeah because this is my new reality yeah that's probably not what you want as an employee. And probably as, we, want...
0: as we know, the population is aging. More and more people are going to need time to look after aging parents. I remember when my parents were both very sick. My boss at the time, kindest man in the world, said to me, Ruth, the most important role you have right now is patient advocate. And I was an advocate for them in the healthcare system. And I was allowed to leave as I needed to. And they did something. I don't even remember. It was a long time ago. But that ability to be empathetic and recognize what people are de- doing, to respect the their family needs or their individual needs, also gives like a lot of um,
1: the employer then feels such gratitude and safety and care. How much more once they're ready to, to, work to devote? So
0: hard to make it up to him. Yeah, it's I, fascinating, isn't it? Like because he imagine put the, trust the opportunity. In me. Yeah, imagine yeah.
1: the opportunity and the ideas yeah. and the gratitude and the clarity of mind that you had when you did come back yeah. to come and make magic happen yeah so go it's make magic done.
0: happen everyone next week we'll talk about another issue in the yeah. whiteboard women community we don't know so what it is we yet. don't know yet we'll figure it out between now and then so stay tuned Bye. bye thanks for listening don't forget you can find us on all the usual social media Our website is whiteboardconsulting.ca, and this podcast will be available visually on YouTube by searching Whiteboard Consulting Group, Inc., or if you want to read our blog that summarizes it, you can check out At the Whiteboard, a publication on medium.com. Finally, if you have any questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at info at whiteboardconsulting.ca. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.